Yo, yo, what up, friends? Uh, welcome in. This is the Preferred Lines podcast. Uh, what we do is this is a golf gambling podcast hosted by myself. My name is Joe Idoni. Welcome in. If you're just checking out the show for the first time, happy to have you. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, does me a good bit of assistance. So this streams live on Twitter as well as YouTube. Uh, the podcast version is also available on iTunes and Spotify. That will be posted shortly after uh, we get everything rolling tonight and finish up the show. Okay, here's what we got on tap in terms of scheduling for tonight. I'm going to do a brief, brief course preview. I know this tournament doesn't have a ton of people excited for the John Deere Classic this week, especially after a few notable withdrawals today, which we will get to. Um, then I'm going to go through the odds board. So I'm going to cover the John Deere Classic early bets that I have placed and we're also going to take a peek at live Portland. Um, why not? It's the stronger field. Um, I'm probably 60, 40 in terms of excitement level on what kind of golf that I want to watch this weekend. And I want to see how it goes. I'm interested in it. I think that it's the most compelling storyline in golf. I'll get to more of that later. Commission, I'll give some best bets. If you have any um, questions that you would like me to answer, there is no guest tonight. So Happy to have you. Um, please drop them in the chat. I will be happy to answer them. Chad, yo, yo, guest last week, friend of the show, uh, sponsor of the show. So we'll get to that in a minute as well. Okay. Before we get anything going on, thanks, Fran. I appreciate you as well. Thank you for the comment. Um, always happy to see you in here, buddy. Um, this portion, the course preview portion, is brought to you by Fantasy Points. Their media group, Huntman, my man Hunter Vanest, did an excellent course preview earlier today on their streaming live on their Twitter feed. You can still go check that out now. Dom does a great job. Matt does a great job. Um, Chris Murphy does a, does sort of a tears article similar to what I did with odds checker. They're all very good. Check them out. Lines 22 will get you 10% off a sub. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah. Fantasy points. Check them out. Okay. Now TPC deer run. Um, some differing opinions in terms of the total yardage. It is a par 71. It typically is set up anywhere between 7,100 and 7,260 in terms of the total yardage. I believe on the official scorecard is 7,268, which I think is about as long as it can possibly play. There's only three par fives, uh, bent grass greens, Midwest traditional course. You can, if you're looking for comps, you can look at, um, Detroit, you can look at the three M you can look at other TPC courses as they are all set up. Um, they want players to score, right? We see a lot of birdies out here. Past winners include Lucas Glover last year, Dylan Fratelli, Michael Kim, Michael Kim won this tournament. Bryson DeChambeau got his breakthrough Ryan Moore. Um, and of course this is the place. This is the stop where we last saw a single player go back to back to back and we haven't seen it since Steve Stricker was able to do it at TPC or gear run. Um, one of the more impressive feats that we've seen in a long time. Uh, so congrats to, to Steve Stricker. I'm going to pull in, I'm going to kind of share my screen here and I haven't cleared this with my guy, Rick Gaiman. So I hope this is okay, but this is one of the things that I really like to look at. This is his course key stats. Um, I don't have a promo code. You just should probably subscribe to his website. He puts out a ton of good stuff and there's, there's free data and stuff like that along the way as well. So I like 
the visualization of this graph over here. It kind of gives you an idea of what's important and what is maybe less important this week. So I'm going to weight heavily um, strokes gain approach as I always do. But this is really a, a, a tee to green test this week. Um, as you can see that this would indicate driving accuracy is more important than driving distance. It ranked 36 last year on tour. And part of that, I think, may be. I thought about this and part of that, I think maybe have a lot to do with the players that sign up for this event. Like we don't typically see DJ and Rory and, and the longer hitters off the tee play this type of tournament. We see your Zach Johnson's, we see Steve Strickers, we see Ryan Moore's guys that perennially play this every single year. Although Dylan Fratelli picked up a ton of distance in his sort of route to winning here. Lucas Glover, I wouldn't say, is necessarily short, so it can be of help. See, Rick here has it at 7,079 yards. That's what I was meaning by um, some differencing of opinion in terms of the total yardage. But either way, they're all pretty much the same. 5,500 square feet in terms of the green averages. That is not very large. So small green, putting matters. I think it does typically turn into a putting contest. Um Let's see what's Fran here saying. This is preferred line season. Just as everyone turned their heads and attention to live, I've got a good feeling we hit a long shot this week. Yeah, Fran, this is a great week for it. This thing is totally wide open. And without further ado, let's just kick it to the odds board, um, which, like I mentioned earlier, is brought to you by our friends over at Fantasy Golf Pod. So Chad's done a ton of like just interesting content. If you're still in here, buddy, I appreciate what you have been doing in terms of the live talk last week. Um, just talking about not necessarily like giving picks and stuff like that, uh, which I know is what this show does, but just talking about things that guys sitting in a room that are into golf want to talk about. So kudos to him for doing so. Okay. Your favorite right now, Depending on what book you're on, is either Adam Hadwin or Webb Simpson. Adam Hadwin, guys, uh, 10 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Outrageous price. Over at FanDuel, they got him at 18. So if you are interested in Adam Hadwin this week, take double the number over at FanDuel. If you have one, you likely can have the other. So shop it around. That's why this odds checker tool is of some help. Webb Simpson, who I think should be the favorite, you can get it 12 to 1 over at DraftKings behind Adam Hadwin. Weird. Sahith, I'll get to him later. 25 to 1 this week. That's still not a bad price. I think that we could see like 20 by the end of the week if we get any more withdrawals. Denny, 29 to 1 over at FanDuel right now. Brandon Todd, 35 to 1. Charles Howell, 35 to 1. Two guys that I like here. Um, so earlier today, before the burger withdrew, I took a 33 on Denny. Was always going to bet it. Um, he's number one for me in terms of strokes gain total. I think he's the best putter in the field in a putting contest. I know that I was like firm that last week was the week for Denny and it was not. He missed his first cut. It was the second cut that he's missed in his last 20 tournaments. It was due to happen. It was now that I look back on it, when the whole world jumped on the dirt wagon, um, I probably should have been more reluctant. That said, Right back on it this week in a weaker field. He's playing so awesome. I think equally as good or better 
than Hadwin or Simpson and has been more consistent than Thigala. So, yes, I'm going to bet him this week. I've already placed that wager at 33 to 1. Now that Berger is out, I still think that the 29 is a really good number on FanDuel, and you may not get that later in the week. You want the dirt in the tractor tournament, just take Danny McCarthy. Enough said. So the other one I'm interested in was Charles Howe. Sneaky year for Charles Howe. Um, this is the type of tournament that I think that he always plays well in. And um, someone that you should be following on Twitter uh, occasionally checks out this show. I've seen him on here. I like to coerce with him on Twitter a good bit is Model Maniac. I should know his first name, but it slipped my mind off the top of my head. But um, he has a, he just puts out interesting stuff, man. His tweets are good. They're well-researched, and um, he puts a lot of work into it. So I appreciate anyone who takes it that seriously. He put out a putting splits tweet, which basically shows you when you get on bent grass, um, who's good, who's better than their baseline, and who is worse than their baseline. And Charles Howell was one of those guys that flew off the page in terms of better than their baseline on bent grass greens. Christian Bezadenhut is 35 to 1. Jason Day is 35 to 1. Mav McNeely, 35 to 1. Man, it felt like he would be a lot higher than that. Um, Patrick Rogers, I'm interested here. Um, talked to Bearoff early this morning about it. He liked it. I want to say he got 45 to one. He's usually one of the first people I text on Monday mornings. And this is why you bet early on Mondays, guys. Uh, some people like to have the narrative that you wait until the end of the week. No, this is why when you see a good number, you take it, especially this time of the year, because your Dan Burgers and your favorites in the field will withdraw. And that changes the markets quite a bit, as is, you know, someone is going to be popular like Patrick Rogers. When he almost won this event not too many years ago, it seemed like he had it in the palm of his hands before letting it slip away to DeChambeau down the stretch. Uh, he's going to be popular. Also playing good golf. Also played good at the U.S. Open. Why not? Haven't bet it yet, though. Um, but the 35 is the number that I'm highly considering. If I'm going to bet this thing, I'm going to take some guys. You, you Like Fran mentioned earlier, I'm going to have some long shots. But I really think that um, the value is probably in this 30 to let's call it 55 range. Speaking of playing really good golf and in this range, I got a 50 to one this morning on Nick Hardy. Um, kid has just been awesome. Um, while winning on the corn Ferry tour a few weeks ago, he backed that up with a, I thought an extremely impressive performance at the U S <laughs> open in which I think, I watched a lot of it because I had shares of him on jock market. I had him in DFS. Um, he just didn't fold and he had every reason to fold lack of experience. Um, him and Hayden Buckley. I was really impressed by both of them, how they just kind of hung around and they made a couple bogeys and it seemed like they were just going to go away. And then they made a follow up with a birdie. So they hung around there. They made a good paycheck there. Um, kids in really good form played good last week as well. I got the 50 on him. Now, this Cam Davis number, I don't have a 45. I think I have like a 33. I'm going to wait till my other book posts some odds on him, but I'm going to bet that. Not the 33. If I can get north of 35, yeah, um, it's Cam Davis season. I hit him last year at the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, this is a good comp to that course. This is a TPC course. I think that... 
Um, the par fives will reward his aggression here. And he's another bent grass putter. Um, another one on there on that graph that showed incredible splits. I like Cam Davis this week. I will bet him. Um, it's just a matter of what number I get. If you got a 35 to one on DraftKings right now and you want to drop me, um, I don't know, like a 30 spot on it, uh, DM me. I'll Venmo you. Okay. Adam Svensson is 65 to 1. I'm sorry, I skipped over a couple of guys that are going to be popular this week. Ches Reeve is 55 to 1. The Postman coming off a good week, 55 to 1. I think a lot of people are going to be there. I'm playing golf this week with the Tour Junkies. I could not be more excited about it. We have two awesome courses lined up in Georgia. Champions Retreat is one. The Landings in Savannah is another where they host a Corn Ferry Tour event. I'm excited to meet the guys. I'm excited to play. I'm in great. I'm coming in in great form. So if they are thinking of like getting a couple guys from the club together and let's get some money flowing, I'm just saying um, 78 and a 79, two of my last three rounds are the two best scores in my last 20 on the Gen app coming in in hot form. Couldn't be better. Confidence at an all time high. All right, um, CT Pan 61, Adam Shank won't be, Doug Gim won't be, Adam Svensson probably will be. He's 45 to 1 on Fandle, he's 40 to 1 on other books. 65 is a great number. Um, I'm, I don't want to jump off. I've been Team Svensson for those of you who have who have been with me all year long. I can't jump off in a, in a, in a crap field event like this and like. No, 65 to one. Like, let's let's roll. I know it's a putting contest, which concerns me. Um, Joe, DB and Pat. Yes, um, I'm not sure if DB is going to come down and play with Pat and I the first day or vice versa, because they they're like two hours apart. I hope so. That would be awesome. Um, but either way, I will have a round with one of them. Excited for that. I will try to get some content flowing. Yeah, back to Svensson. Going to be there. Cam Champ, this ain't an awful number, and this is one of those weird things. Like, we talked about 3M where he won, and we, we're going to use that as a comp where he has such a verse, not, not a versatile, such a weapon, right? A unique weapon that, if it's going well, can be really good. I love him on bent grass greens as well. I think that is by far his preferred surface. He's played well in the Midwest before. Um, could see a pop there. I'm going to go and, and probably make a losing ticket on Svensson instead. Moving down, John, huh? 66 to one, uh, Lanto Griffin, 66 to one honor bond is 70 to one. Martin Laird, 70 to one played well last week. Steve Stricker, 70 to one kind of interesting. Like if Steve, if, if Steve Stricker was ever going to do it again, this is going to be where, maybe a top 20, maybe a DraftKings play. We'll see. Smalley, 80 to one. Got her up, 80 to one. This dude's getting in some fields. Love it for him. David Lipsky, 80 to one. Dylan Fratelli, 80 to one. Um, I wish he was playing better because I do like Fratelli and I bet him a lot. Um, Fran says he's got Cam Davis at 45 to one. That's what I like to hear. Let's talk. Uh, JJ Spawn, Taylor Pendrith is back. Nick Taylor, 80 to one. We're getting into the long shot range. Mark Hubbard might not. I, I'm going to look more into what Mark Hubbard did last week. Um, 
90 to 1 isn't terrible. 90 to 1 isn't terrible. Actually, you know what? Let's just go ahead and bring it up. I got Rick's website up here already. Let's look at golfer profiles. All right. Mark Hubba Hubba Hubbard. And, of course, we've got a little lag action going on here. All right, while we wait for that to pull up. Putnam, 100. Lebiota, 100. Triple-digit bombs. Nate Lashley, 101. Tyler Duncan, Zach Johnson. Oh, this gets ugly, man. Ryan Armour, uh, another guy interested to see where Ryan Armour potentially finished last week. Had him in jock market, got a couple shares. Was the last guy in the field off a late withdrawal and made the cut. I know he made the cut. Sam Ryder will be popular. Here's Christopher Goderup again. I thought I already said him. Do they have him in here twice? Yes, they have Chris Goderup, and then they have Christopher Goderup. Is 130 to 1. Interesting. Uh, Ryan Moore's 130 to 1. He's still kicking around, getting in some fields. All right, let's see here. This is the last 50 rounds. Let's go to the last 20 rounds. Have that out. Let's see where our boy Hubba Hubba Hubbard is. There's Fenson. He's not bad. Mark Hubbard. Did I pass Mark Hubbard? Here he is. Uh, gaining strokes on approach, losing a little bit off the tee around the green. He's a small loser. Um, strokes game putting. He's about a half a stroke per round. So that's solid. 46 at the Travelers, 44th at the RBC, 52. I would like to see a couple of top tens in there. Uh, may not be there on Hubba Hubba Hubbard this week. Good week for lunchtime long shots. Um, not sure what we're going to do with that. Hayden Buckley is 150 to one. I wish he didn't putt so shitty on bent grass. Maybe it's just a small sample size thing with these corn fairy guys. Cause I know that those strokes gain data is not included, uh, per se. And I know that he's working through some stuff with, with decade golf that appeared to be a revelation for him. And he played much better at the U S open because of it. He credited them. Um, they of course credited themselves, which they always do. So Grayson Murray is in the field while not on Twitter anymore. That's interesting. Let me just kind of scroll through these total bomb range before we get over to live docs, 201 Callum Taron, 201 played well at the open Hickok. Um, just names in here. Who knows? Could be a long shot week. Wesley Bryan. I think I saw 225 there. That might be an interesting, um, but let's just, let's go to what everyone wants to talk about. Live golf. Live Golf Portland. The draft is tomorrow night. I, I, I'm making hats for the draft. I next day aired them uh, through my um, employer. Not like me personally, but we're making the hats for each team. It's, it's pretty cool. I think I'm going to try to snag a couple of them, even though the logos are terrible. But we next day aired them to Portland for the draft tomorrow night. 20 for each team. Um, will be interesting to see who Brooks takes on the smash. I don't know what to think of the team aspect of it, 
But there's compelling arguments that 54 holes, don't love that. The field is much better. I want to watch these guys. I'll talk a little bit more about it in final thoughts, but these are the most, um, some of the most compelling figures just looking at this front page here. So DJ is seven to one. Brooks is 10. Louie is 10. Answer is 12. Reed is 14. Bryson is 16 to one. Now I, I listened to Pat and Jeff today and they alluded to a story that I haven't really heard yet that essentially their guaranteed contracts are structured to where if they win a tournament, um, they need to fulfill their guaranteed allotted money before it actually starts paying out. So for instance, DJ 120 million, if he wins four, then he's down to 116 owed to him. And until he clears that, which is going to take like 30 wins, um, he's still sort of in the hole here. So that changes things. And I don't know that that to be true. It was just something that I heard from them and I haven't done any data to back that up, but that turns it into a total preseason exhibition game every week, which I don't love. Um, people are saying that that's the case anyways. I like to think if there's $4 million on the line for first, that's going to get competitive juices flowing um, and as it should, right? Yeah, man, it's tough. I do think the best players are more likely to play good in a 48-man field when you can cross off 20 names. None of them are in really good form. I like Brooks. I don't know that I'm there at 10 to 1 when I know he's hurt. I know he's not playing enough. I'm kind of interested in Bryson DeChambeau. I might bet this 16 to 1. I think he's probably been practicing as much as anyone. And I know that that's, that's a newer thing for him. But I think that's a good number. When I think we're going to look at these live events toward the end of the season. And we're going to be like, wow. I remember when Bryson was sixth on the odds board and not the favorite. Um, yeah, I think he can tear tear Pumpkin Ridge apart. Sergio's 18 to 1. Taylor Gooch is 16 to 1. Kevin Na 20 to 1. Sam Horsefield 20 to 1. This is the spot uh, where I, I had, if you watch the major report, when I had Steve Scott on that he played in the U.S. amateur against Tiger Woods at and famously had Tiger on the ropes going into the 17th hole when Tiger forgot to move his ball mark back, and Steve would have won the USM that year had he not told him, hey, Tiger Woods, put your ball back one putter length to the right, and which he did, he hooped in the birdie. Um, the rest is sort of history. Not that that would have slowed Tiger's trajectory at all, but Steve would have been a U.S. amateur champion who was a guy that that I liked and appreciated coming on the show. So. Fun story. We're back at that place. I haven't seen it or heard of it since then. I don't know if they've ever hosted another big-time event, but interesting they would be uh, at that particular course, I thought. Schwartzel, your defending live London champion as 25-1. to 1. Pat Perez, new into the field, 28-1. to 1. Ian Poulter, 30-1. to 1. Justin Harding, 30-1. to 1. Brandon Grace, Lori Cantor, Henny Duplessis. I'm not really sure how to say it other than just Henny is 33. Um, Matthew Wolf is 40, making his debut. Peter Uline, 45. Carlos Ortiz, I wish he was playing a little better. Um, Scotty Vincent is 50 to 1. Graham McDowell, yeah, look, I guys, I kind of feel like we should be looking at the top 
Eugenio Chikara is awesome. Um, don't think he's ready, but 66 to one, I think he'll be another guy a year from now who will be like 25 to one in these live events. Um, it's really good. Oklahoma State kid as well as Wolf in the field. Any long shots? You know, I, I took Hudson Swafford at the last one at around the same number. Maybe I run that back. He's 75 to one and a guy who wins PGA Tour events. Chase is 300 to one. So, it, like, Brooks had to have it in his deal that he's guaranteed Chase is not going to be kicked out. Like, he's guaranteed part of his team. I think that's the only way he went. I think that's where the incentive, a lot of it lied for Brooks, is getting him and getting the play together, which how can you really fault? Much of how he dealt with the press and the interviews was was horrible, but you can't really fault a guy if he wants to go and team up and play team golf for a lot of money, a lot of money with his brother. There you have it. Um, so Liv, I'm interested in Bryson. I may take Hudson Swafford and run that back, and I may run with like Lori Cantor as well was the other one that I was kind of interested in. What was the Cantor price? 33 to 1. Um, those are going to be my Liv picks. Appreciate you guys for stopping in. So final thoughts. Um, also, before I get to that, prize picks. Let's look at prize picks. Why not? You guys are here. Um, another sponsor of the show. Use the promo code PL100 for a $100 deposit match on prize picks. I believe they have some live stuff all up as well right now, uh, which I'm going to take a look at here. So let's log in to prize picks. All right, I'm going to remove this really quickly while I type in my password here. You never know. Look at this. Your boy's kind of been 1797 in the prize picks account. Your boy's kind of been crushing it here. I know uh, the U.S. Open was very good to me. Okay, I think it's under these ones. Yes, live. These birdie are better matchups. This is what we've been eating um, because they don't make sense. They're basically an even money bet on DJ versus Taylor Gooch. Birdies are better. Brooks and Sergio. Answer nah. Bryson Louie. Love Bryson there for what it's worth. Um, Phil Lee Westwood. That's kind of gross. Reed Horsfield, like Reed. Perez Norris, like Perez. Matthew Wolf, Hudson Swafford. Let's see the strokes. I guess we have to figure out what par is here for this really to make a difference. But um, these have been fun. If you haven't tried out prize picks yet, basically what I do and what I've had success with is doing a two team where you start to get more than that and the payouts decrease because you got to kind of do the flex plays and you're best off at just trying to triple your dollar and hit two of them. Here's the PGA ones. All they have up right now is birdies are better. I mean, three and a half seems low, like, right? Like, Webb, three and a half. Webb, for what it's worth, last week, um, here's why he should be the favorite. Paul Tesori tweeted this out. Webb was a foot for missing one of the fairways last week that would have had him hit every single 18 out of 18 greens in regulation and 16 out of 16 fairways at the Travelers, which, by the numbers hitting every fairway and every green is more unlikely 
than having an albatross. It's like one in every 7,000 golf rounds for a professional, which Lou Stagner tweeted out, which is incredible. Um, that's really cool. Sahith is three and a half. Sahith makes a lot of birdies. Denny makes a lot of birdies. Guys who can hold putts. Um, those seem like quite, quite favorable numbers. Okay, quick final thoughts segment here before I get out of here. Um, I guess just kind of a status update. Like, like I've been trying to lay lower on the live stuff because I've just seemed like there was a lot of backlash about it and people think that I'm pro live and I'm not. I want all these guys to play on the PGA tour. What I am is I'm critical of the PGA tour for not doing something um, to prevent this, for not playing any defense against the live tour. And now they're in a position where they're essentially having to punch back and respond and counter. And they did so. And I thought that they did the right thing. But part of me believes these guys when they said six months ago or two years ago in the case of Brooks that they had no interest in going. Frustration has been mounting for a long time between players and between um, basically Jay with the PGA Tour. It's happened with Phil for the greater part of the last 15, 20 years. And it's built up to the point where these guys felt the move was for them to go. Now, what I t- tweeted that got the most like negative response to us that that Brooks is important. Bryson is important. Phil Mickelson is important and relevant to any generation of golf fan, whether they are into golf and they're 15 or whether they're into golf and watching it and they're 85. They know those names. Um there are people that were holding a U.S. Open ticket last week that were in the gates that they could have been riding on the on the plane home out of Boston that week and sitting next to Joaquin Neiman and not known who he was or Sam Burns. Um, that wasn't that's not a knock at them. They're just not household names and they don't move the intense needle in terms of creating compelling drama in competition that we want to see, which is why we watch sports, right? We want emotion. We want drama. We want to feel something when we're watching this. And like the travelers was a good instance of this. Um, Xander and Cantlay, incredible players, like world-class talented players they don't strike an emotional chord with you as a consumer as a fan as a gambler as someone who's watching on a Sunday afternoon because they don't really give it back to you Sahith so Thagala does uh, you can kind of feel it when you watch him you can feel the energy when a putt goes in you could feel like it hurt watching what happened on 18 when he dropped to his knees after missing that putt that looked good for so long. Um, there was a connection there between you, the consumer and him, the player. And I think that that's important. And what I meant was the emotional connection, good or bad from a, from a content creator's perspective that the guys leaving are leaving behind sucks. Like Bryson, when he would win the U.S. Open, we would talk about it. Like, I haven't even mentioned Xander, and I don't want this. People think I'm anti-Xander, and I'm not. But I like he was. It was great. He got a win. He's a top six player in the world. 
Haven't even mentioned him. Like Bryson wins. We're going to talk about it. Patrick Reed. Last time he won, remember how long we talked about that? Remember how long that was a story? Remember how long we we were in the group chats with our friends about that? Remember how long it lasted on golf Twitter? Um, much because of what took place. It was drama. It made us feel something. Brooks the same way when he won at Phoenix. We talked about that forever. We got a great number on it. Um, what he gave us in terms of slaying a couple people down the stretch while he hasn't done it since was something that was drama, was something that was emotional that we felt. Same with Phil and the PGA. You can't replicate this stuff with good young players that don't give you the emotion. And I, I'm not saying these guys should force that. I'm just saying I'm going to miss it because the guys that are leaving uh, often had it. Um, unteachable aspect that was good for TV, that was good for someone who likes to talk about the sport on a microphone to himself in front of a webcam. Um, I appreciate you guys for stopping by. Best of luck this week at the John Deere Classic at PDX Live. Um, wish you guys all the best. Have a great week. Peace.